Welcome back to another episode. My name is Sam. And I'm Ash. And this is the Sam and Ash Experience. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> yes, yeah, so let's just get started. This is going to be a long doozy, but strap in. Strap in. Make sure your wig is fully secure. <laughs> so, this story is going, or not story, but this episode is going to be about Monica Moynan. Monica was a very sweet and old soul and everybody loved her. She was the type of person that you would meet once and feel a connection with and almost feel like you have known them forever. She was compassionate and would listen to you and almost make you feel like she felt your pain. She was also headstrong, fierce, independent, and sassy. The best qualities in a person really from what I have seen in my research. Her senior year, her and her boyfriend at the time needed a job and she wanted to try to get one together. So they both applied for the local office max and she would end up getting the job but her boyfriend didn't. This is pretty much where her tragic story would start. At this office max, she meets and falls in love with her manager Brian. Monty was just 17 and Brian was 27. At least that's what he told her. But Monty's mom didn't believe him. When Monty pressed him about this, he told her he was 30, and then 32, and then eventually he said 35. But Monty's mom finally got fed up with the lies and finally Googled him and found out that this man was actually 38. Gross. Why do you have to lie about your age? Right. Just Obviously they're going to find out eventually. Eventually. So just stop being stupid and let somebody know your real age. It doesn't, it's not even that crucial really. And stop going for minors. That's disgusting. You old pedophile son. <laughs> Brian was good when he was good, but when he was bad, it was really bad. Unfortunately, with the bad times becoming more and more frequent, it would make the high of the good times and even the mediocre times seem that much better. He was like a drug. He was in control of her happiness and her devastation. It wasn't long before they moved in together because, after all, he was a grown-ass man. So she moved into his place in Clayton when she turned 18 she found out she was pregnant Monty was super excited about this and loved every moment about being pregnant from finding out to watching her belly grow and watching her baby girl move around in her belly and yes it turned out it was a girl she also hoped that with this new child Brian could learn some compassion and love and would start treating her right but she soon found out that this wouldn't happen and it's so sad because you do feel like, oh, well, maybe he'll treat me right if we had a kid or now that he's going to be a father, but... A child wants an abuse is always an abuse. Right. They it don't care They don't care who they hurt. They mm -hmm. It's just all about them. So on September 12, 2016, beautiful little Kaylee was born and Monty was so in love with this little girl. Nothing could ever mean more to her than her daughter. She reveled in motherhood. The good, the bad, the ugly, the stinky. Stinky diapers. But unfortunately, Brian was a looming darkness. During one of the, his episodes, he made Monty and their daughter get out on the side of a busy road of the car. And that would have been a no-go for me. Right. Do what you will to me, but when you put my child in danger, I'm done. The next day after we got back in the car, we went back to the house. Mm -hmm. 
my stuff would have been packed. Right. Another time, he choked her until she almost lost consciousness and didn't know if she should cry out or beg him to stop. But she couldn't really do either because she couldn't breathe. She eventually got so scared of him, she filed a restraining order. He couldn't be anywhere near her, which means he couldn't be in the house that she shared when she was there. She was so scared that he would come back and finish the job that she left and went to stay with her mom and dad about an hour away. I would too. Right? The exact night her she got to her parents' house, it got egg. Which, come on, it was him. You know, it's not a coincidence that their house got egg when she leaves. And that's pretty petty because, you know, this grown-ass man, and I use the term loosely once again, is going to drive an hour away just to waste some damn eggs on our house. You know, when it was his fault, he couldn't keep his damn hands off of her. He is so petty. Right. Just absolute petty. Grow up. Right. Please grow up. Right. She stayed with the family for a couple of months until she felt safe enough to get back on her own feet. She finally found a place in Holly Springs that she loved, and it was like her safe little haven for her and her daughter. Brian would come and see Kaylee somewhat regularly, but then he would go weeks and sometimes months without seeing her and then go back to seeing her regularly. All I know, the inconsistency, no go. Right. Monty wanted anything to give her daughter the best and try to work things out with Brian so she could have a father in her child's life. Yeah. Which sounds like the child was better off without, you know. Oh, of course. Um, even though he was abusive to her, he never hurt their daughter, so she didn't deny him from seeing her. But Brian took advantage of her generosity and her kindness and used this to avoid his responsibility when he didn't want to be a father but a way to weasel his way back in her life when he was lonely. He always found his way back in her life. Listen, when it comes to abusive relationships, and some, a wise woman told me this before, you guys cut your ties and leave. You, you just got to cut it off. I mean, yeah, y'all got a daughter together, but, you know, I can find a man who's going to treat my daughter just like it's, like, he or she is his own. Right. You know? All you're basically showing is she's going to think that's how it's supposed to be when a man treats a woman or a woman treats a man no you know all she sees is the negative in their life she doesn't need that yeah she could have did so much better and this is going to be really sad in june 2017 Monty wrote in a blog about her relationship with Brian. So this is in her own words, so you kind of get an insight of what was what her relationship was about. And only Monty could give you this, so here it is. It says, Evil, you have entered my life and fed me nothing but lies from the start. So secretive, so manipulative, you portrayed yourself as something great. Someone who loved and cared and was funny. The mask you wore was quite convincing, but it didn't take long for your true colors to show, and what dark colors those were. I was naive to not see you clearly at first. I thought I was going to have a family, a marriage, a baby. I'm a real person with real feelings, real connections, real compassion, and real love. Something you wouldn't understand. I have no idea where things took a wrong turn in your life, but you fucked up when you thought you could take mine in that direction. Amen to that, Jesus. You have taken me through a tornado of hell, but I am thankful. You taught me about evil. You taught me about the evil that exists in the world. The dirty snakes that play mind games, cheat, steal, abuse, and lie. You proposed to me on December 29, 2015, 
We found out I was pregnant on January 9th. A blessing was about to enter my life, but so was a lot of heartache. The lies became more and more, and so the arguments became more frequent and more aggressive. Some were white lies, some were not so much. I pushed through because although the lows were low, the highs were so high. I felt like you understood me me. I could be myself and I was loved just that, but maybe that was just fun and games for you. After the baby was born, things got worse. I wasn't going to let you bully me around. I dug deep to find out your secrets and watch you shake and panic. The closer I got, the angrier you became. Always hiding your phone, always lying about money, always hiding who you really were. When you started to avoid sex with me, it really hurt. When I found porn on your phone while you were avoiding sex, that hurt even more. I felt like a piece of shit, ugly and worthless, sad and lost. You soon turned into an angry and mean man, resorting to violence when caught in lies and unsure of your next move. I will always remember the night of our anniversary, the first night you laid your hands on me. I fled to my mom's that night, crying more tears than I knew I could. Our relationship was messy and rocky and didn't carry a title after that. I'm not going to call myself stupid for trying again with you because I wasn't stupid. I was in love. But I should have listened when you said that it would happen again and again and again. I found out so many things about you, like how you were still married to your ex-wife all along. Ooh. And what a bitch she was, your little fucking partner in crime. Which later, that is just like a haunting sentence because later you find out some things. But So keep that in mind. Right, keep that in mind. Helping you harass me on social media, showing up at your side to all your court dates and to our apartment to help you move and pack your shit. I will never forget the message she sent me once where she said, I, I usually do what he tells me to do and it made me sad. You have always been the shittiest father to your kid. Evil, you never truly loved them because you're incapable of such genuine and vulnerable emotion. You see your boys once in a blue moon. He has two boys with his ex-wife, by the way. Choosing anyone and everyone over them. You haven't seen your daughter in a month, and you have gone to before. And let me make this statement right now. You will never get the chance to see her again. Because believe me, I tried. Even when you degraded and abused me, I still wanted you to have a relationship with your baby girl. I tried too hard. You never sought time with her to simply have time with her. You came to see her when it meant seeing me and getting another chance to manipulate me. I could never trust you with her anyways, so it's best you made your choice not to be in her life. Although she doesn't deserve that, an innocent girl growing up to wonder why daddy didn't care enough to be around, to love and support her, and to be there for her milestones and events, to teach her what a man is, and no, you could never do something like that because you don't know what a man is. Hallelujah. But believe me when I say my baby girl is going to be just fine. Not fine, but great. You cause nothing but pain to everyone you meet in your life because misery loves company. There was one night where I almost died from being choked out, laying in my own living room floor, gasping for air, for help. That was the closest thing I've ever been to death, and all I could think about was my baby. And I wasn't about to let you, of all people, take my life away from me. We have been through so much, but I came a stronger person. Never will I let evil enter my life again. Today I learned some news that when we were together and I was pregnant with our baby, you were cheating on me. I knew 
knew it all along. I could just never get you to admit it. So I hope maybe you didn't. Maybe that was one thing I dodged out of the horrible things that could have happened to someone. But I knew that my gut was telling me something when I found those receipts. I knew my gut was telling me that you were a cheater when you slept with your phone in your pockets and always left with cologne to run a simple errand and always showered before we went to bed. You were dirty. You were fucking dirty. To imagine myself laying in bed at home alone and pregnant while he was out fucking some other bitch was the most disgusting vision I could ever process at that moment. I hope you understand that you hurt me an unbelievable amount, but you did not break me. I hope you see all the trauma you caused this hell on earth you have created. I hope you will stop ruining people's life and I doubt you will. I hope you are surprised by my strength and amazed by my vulnerability because I'm not afraid to tell my truth. I'm not afraid to be honest, raw, and genuine and stand the fuck up. I'm thankful for the lessons I've learned and the woman I am today. I'm thankful to be the mother I am and get the chance to share my life with the most beautiful soul I know to be on this planet. I'm thankful to have God in my life and to be able to steer clear of those demons you tried to bring in my life. Goodbye forever, evil, and don't you dare try to come back. I know that you was, tell them, bitch. Right. I know that was long, but you honestly need to know her mindset and that she wanted to be done with this, you know? Yeah, she, she wasn't She wasn't the average, you know, I get abused for freaking years and years and years and I'm so brainwashed that I can't let go. Right. But, unfortunately, Brian did come back. Mm. He tried and tried and tried until eventually he won her over with his charm and, and promises. He took advantage of the hope she had that he would uh, become the man that she thought he would. Monty knew the good in him and hoped that this time the mask would not be taken off. They never lived together after the restraining order, and they never had an official title, but they did see each other from time to time. Brian usually using Kaylee as an excuse to see her mom, and in a fluke, at the end of 2017, Monty actually found out she was expecting again. She was expecting another child with Brian, and instead of being excited, like the first time, she was sad. And not just sad, but scared. But she insisted to her family that every baby was a blessing and that they should just focus on the happiness of the new life that would be joining them. And Brian, on the other hand, was elated. To him, this is with a win. Monty couldn't possibly go anywhere now that she was carrying his baby, so he knew that he could control her this way. That's bullshit. Yeah. Sorry. That's, that's stupid. As she did before, she decided to embrace the pregnancy. She would talk to her belly and get Kaylee amped up about being a big sister. And in 2019, baby Nova was born and took Monty's breath away. All the infinite love she thought she had for her birth doubled when there was two. Monty's mom was actually in the room for Kaylee, but this time Monty asked her to catch the baby, which was the most incredible moment of her mom's life. She was able to bring the little girl in the world from a girl that she brought to the world. Oh, that is so yeah. sweet. I would want my mom to do that. Right? Me too. So, um, this is where the whole mother-daughter bond came full circle, and that day they become closer than ever. And it would be something that two would never forget. Brian was in the room, but he was being unreasonable. Yeah. <laughs> Acting as if it was his first child. He, he wasn't being supported through the whole labor process at all. He wanted her parents to treat him like a first-time parent. When he had more kids than they did, and he was around their age. So dumb. Right? <laughs> That's so dumb. 
Yeah. Oh, God. Grow up. It was right. It was then that Monty really put in the effort to make her little family work, which is sad because she's always put in the effort, but this is where she really made the decision to be more patient than ever. Um, she would let things slide and give him the opportunity to be a good man and the dad to both of them, but at the end of 2018, she realized that this just wouldn't happen. Um, he would never be the man that she was hoping for, and she let him go, but he wasn't ready. Basically, no one made decisions for Brian, and she couldn't be the one to say it was over. So Brian began to stalk Monty. He would park his car across from her apartment and would watch her. And and it was said that her neighbors would even see him behind her house in the woods just wandering around. Like a useless creepy. soul. Yeah, so creepy. Well, let me tell you this, and this is just strictly my opinion, and I bet everybody agrees with this. Being in an re abusive relationship, again, is a no-go, because you can't re-raise somebody. Right. You know, if, if he's acting like this, he was probably bought up around this type of behavior. You know, you can't expect somebody to be a man when they don't have a, a father figure to, to show him the way. Yeah, there wasn't much said about his parents, but I don't know, some people are just evil in general it's i mean look at the nature Columbine. versus nurture right look at the columbine like his oh. mom loved her child and he turned out to be a freaking crazy right person so you never know nurture. yeah and unfortunately a lot of times whenever people are in an abusive relationship it's usually when the person tries to get out that's whenever they're usually killed or hurt really bad and that's yeah, so sad because you know how much courage it takes for them to finally leave that person and a lot of people don't understand and they're like oh why'd she stay why'd she stay and it's, it's because of that you know it's because love is blind yeah love is blind you can't like so many people are blind about love that you can't see and they break you down yeah they break you down mentally and you know and so it's like you're basically being brainwashed right you know so and when they finally get the courage then that's it's like then it's too late yeah okay so brian allegedly slashed a male friends of monty's tires just because they were hanging out together and once again i repeat he was just a friend her co-workers said that she would come to work with bruises on her body and even sometimes he would come to her job and drag her out by her hair oh no ma'am yeah no. if i was to see that i would no. call the cops immediately no don't Me? touch my wig right don't <laughs> touch my wig this is a good lace front don't <laughs> The first time he would hands on me, that's a no go. Yeah. That we would have to just leave after that. Right. But not to do that in public. To do oh that in public gosh. to get drunk out by by your hair by somebody. Yeah. No. So she would even tell coworkers when something happens to her, she didn't know what would happen to her kids. Notice she said when. And I don't think she was slipping up on the on using the wrong term. I think she honestly knew something bad was gonna happen. Oh of course. Um, come 2019, Monty was trying to get some normalcy in her life, in her girl's life. So they would start having regular dinners with her parents, which Brian would invite himself to. First of all, I'm sticking the dog on. <laughs> get him, cool job. <laughs> right? Um, Brian was either one of two people. Brian, number one, would just sit there and stare at whoever was talking. Or Brian, number two, would act like Monty's evil like he was her age and just a normal person which remember he's not her age 40 years older than she is right and this ass hat would always allow monty's parents the quote-unquote honor of paying the bill he would never offer you asshole ass hat <laughs> 
So she started looking forward to family holidays and events because this was the time she was able to spend with her family. She got to enjoy these things without Ryan looming over her, and Kaylee and Nova got to freely enjoy being spoiled by their grandparents and her aunt. But by March 2019, her car broke down, so she had to depend on Brian for rides. Which, nope, Uber. <laughs> right? Which meant he could take over total control of her. But praise Jesus for her parents because they got together and got her a new car. So she didn't need Brian, and she owed him nothing. Nada. All he was was just someone she shared children with. They have the same DNA. Yeah. That's it. So this is when Monty really took control of her life. For the first time, it was all about her and her kids. She started her own company making elderberry syrup and gummies online and in town. And she was doing amazing. She even signed up for classes to follow her dreams to be a doula. But she would never attend a single class. What is a doula? A doula is kind of like a midwife. Oh, oh, that'd be kind of, that'd be pretty yeah. cool. She basically would be there and help coach people have babies and stuff like oh, that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And usually that happens like when people, it could happen in, at hospitals, but usually a doula is used when people do home births, but not all the time. But that's where they're more commonly seen when people are having a home birth. Yeah, because I, I always want to have my uh, my children, like, I, want, I always want to have a water birth. That mm -hmm. was just my big thing. I would too. I think I would labor in water, but I guarantee you if I had my baby in water, as soon as it was over, I'd be like, please, please get this out of here. <laughs> She's so gross that I could not handle it. You're just like floating around in your own like in your own blood. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, this is the most stable that Monty had been in a while. But to her family, she was kind of standoffish in text. She wasn't making plans with everyone like she had been, but they didn't think anything of it. Maybe she didn't need anyone like she used to, and she just wanted that time to be alone and reset, like make her own schedule and uh, be her own person. And her family and friends that loved her, like I said, didn't think too much of it. Until July 23rd, 2019. On the day... She got a call. On that day, her mom got a call from Brian's ex-wife's sister, Jackie. That's a long mouthful. It really is. Jackie said that she was in Verizon's store and she ran into Brian and the girls. And he had Monty's phone with him, but Monty wasn't there. And she felt like something was wrong, so she called and called and called and called. But the phone was eventually turned off. That's not sus. Right. Without missing a beat. Because thank you, Mama. If something happens and you don't feel right, Check on it. If you see something that doesn't seem right, check on it. Even if you don't do it personally, call somebody. Like, call the cops. And even if you're wrong, at least you know you're wrong. Because you have a chance to say something. If you see something, say, say something. something. Please say something. Yes. Because, like I said, even if it's something that turns out to be nothing, at least you have the peace of mind that know that it was nothing. So, her mom gets those vibes, so she she called the apartment manager and the Holly Springs police to go check on her. They got back with her mom and said, a little while later, and said nobody was home and the house was spotless clean. And anyone around little children, especially a toddler and a baby in the house, would know that a house is not spotless. Especially with a toddler. Right. Right. And taking care of a baby because you're worried about the baby and the toddlers running amok. Running amok, spilling juice. Yeah. Climbing on tables. 
So her mother's intuition told her that something wasn't right. And without a second thought, her and her husband hopped in the car and drove an hour down to her apartment. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Mama. Thank care. Big shout out to her mama. Unfortunately, the, the apartment manager didn't let her in. But fortunately, the SHPD showed up and took the pair to the station and actually listened to them and took their concerns seriously because most police departments oh, she's an do adult. not yeah. yeah she's, she's an, an adult. adult she she yeah. doesn't have to tell you where she is right. you know she's she can but do what mother she knows you know all the stand-up texts and lack of seeing her the last couple months came flooding back to them and instead of them thinking that it was because she was a busy mom needing space they wondered if it something more sinister didn't happen which left them in immense guilt. But they really didn't need to feel guilty because, you know, they were just trying to give her space. And they didn't know that something like this could happen. Like I said, that he, Brian really knew her. So he kind of took over her life pretending to be her. And that's so terrifying. That he was able to get away with this for so long. I'm telling you, that's so dumb. Yeah. Like. For hours, the police listened and took notes and eventually put out a missing person post. On the same day, the police posted pictures of Brian and put them on every resident in her complex's door, directing them to call if they had seen him or had any information about when Bonnie was last seen. They went door to door asking her neighbors if they had seen her. They all said the same thing as they haven't seen her in months. Oh, that's terrifying. Right. Like, did they even say in months? Right. Brian and the girls had been living there, and if anybody came to see Monty, he would tell them that she was either sick, asleep, or in the shower. But she wasn't. Oh, my God. After talking to neighbors, friends, and family, the last time anyone had actually physically seen Monty, it was around April 6th into the next morning. So, like, April 6th into, like, April 7th. Early. So, wait a minute. Okay, so from April to July... Nobody had seen Nobody her. Nobody had seen her. Oh my god. So they just thought that, you know, she was she was she still was texting just... and on social media. Well, quote unquote. So they just thought that she was just trying to be she was just, Yeah, she was just and busy. busy. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Brian was watching the girls while she went out with like her friend and I bet he was seriously not happy about that. He let her go. Uh once she bowled in the next morning, Brian texts her asking, Where the fuck are you? Which she replied, I'm outside smoking a cig. Monty did get home safe that night, but it was the last time she was ever seen. Dang. Brian, later that night, made two frantic calls. One was to his parents saying his life was over, and one was to his ex-wife, you're going to love this name, Jarlin. Jarlin? Yes, Ew! Saying something to the effect of, make sure the boys know the girl. My life is over now. He went as far as to drive over to his ex's house and ask what he should do. Her reply was um, that he should drive to his parents' house in Virginia, so he did. The police got wind that he was fleeing and called his cell to talk to him and tell him to turn around. He said that he couldn't because he was heading to his parents' house. And they told him to turn around again, but he didn't and just kept going. And they knew he wouldn't stop, so they called the police in Bluefield and they met him at his parents' house as soon as he got there. What <laughs> is driving to his parents going to do? Right, he was fleeing, he was driving. Mom and Daddy were going to save him, I guess. Child, if you're going to flee, flee to Mexico. <laughs> right, but luckily for, you know, everybody that he did it. <laughs> to their surprise.
surprised he wasn't even driving his car. He was driving Monique. That her parents got her just one week before she disappeared. And he just driving him because it's new. Right? I'm sick and tired of him already. Right. In the car they found the two daughters, her cell and her bank card. This asshole was using her cell for the past couple months pretending to be her and even had the balls to use the remaining of her money in her account. You old bastard. Good for nothing. Ball head bitch. <laughs> More suspiciously, they smelled chemicals, which is always a red flag, if you know. Always. Um, they asked him why he had her car, and the ship bag replied because her car had the car seats. You so stupid that you couldn't take the car seats out of one car and put in the in your car. Uh-huh. No, he just wanted the new car. Yeah, he just lazy and just... When the police asked for his, they found it in the parking lot directly across from her apartment with, you guessed it, two perfectly functioning car seats. And this is where Brian knew he fucked up. So stupid. Right. You just want to ride in this this girl's brand new car. like That you killed. So dumb. Okay, so authorities asked him where Monty was, and he gave a bunch of different fantastical stories. First, he said that she got addicted to heroin, and they got her into some rehab, but it didn't work, and she ended up running away. And then he told other people, like, not the cops, but he told other people that she had to be admitted. Not that they had let her go or that she signed herself in, but she had been admitted into a rehab. The stories clashed, so they were like, okay, what is it? You know, what's going on? So did she did she go there on her own or did she get admitted? Right, and then he said that she, she texted him and said that she couldn't do that anymore. Which was complete bullshit because we find out that he's had her phone since April 7th. Mm. So... That didn't work. So he then changed his whole story and said that she was never on drugs, that she was depressed. Which sounds to me like he realized that nobody was believing that she ran off because of drugs. And now he was hoping to set up the stage that people would believe she committed suicide. For someone who is so happy-go-lucky, loves life. Has two beautiful girls. Two beautiful girls. A business that's starting out and booming. You really think she's going to commit suicide? Finally done with your ass. Right? I've been like, look, Brian, you a dumbass. Right. They took a look at her cell history, and it turns out that the day after she went missing, her mom texted her what her schedule was like and how everyone was doing, which Brian replied, I work pretty much every day, and the ladies are still snotty. I'm still fighting an ear infection. And Brian took it upon himself to make a fake email to message her boss saying that she wasn't coming in and even made a fake Snapchat account, which nobody knows why. Like, why would you <laughs> do that? Snapchat. Um, he started posting to her Facebook account, posting old photos of her and the kiddos from uh, her photo library, talking about early morning shenanigans and stuff like that. He even posted a long post to her mom's Facebook on her birthday with photos and again on their anniversary. Why are you using these old ass photos these photos are from 16 years ago one of her posts on facebook on june 13 she was actually missing for a month and a week at that time he made a post about women using the word bitch as a term of endearment being unacceptable because he knew what she thought like and tried her best to mimic her he had text combos with her family and friends for months before that day he got caught and turned it off for good so he was being her for months and nobody knew because he knew how she worked and he took use that to his 
That's terrifying. Because he's a, he's a stalking psychopath. I feel like everybody should have, like, a, uh, if something doesn't feel right, everybody should have, like, this secret code, like, what color are your panties? <laughs> <laughs> or, like, what did you eat on the third Friday of every week? Or something Life stupid right that only that one person would know what the hell you're talking about. Right, like, what's the code word? Unicorn. <laughs> what panties? Like, right, what panties? Oh, Lord. Right? Just something silly that everybody would know, you know? I feel like it would help this stuff from not happening. Brian ran into a problem, though. He had to call and convince everybody, like, her job and everything, that she, he was Monty. But he couldn't because he was a guy, duh. So he enlisted his ex to do this, his partner in crime. Which, you remember in her blog, she said that that was his partner in crime. And later on, it really was. So she called the apartment manager and told him that she couldn't meet up with him for whatever reason. And it worked. Like, to give him rent and stuff. So she was like, oh, I'll have somebody drop it off for me. Police asked why he put up such an effort to be her and this asshole replied he did it for their own good. He didn't want them to know that she was a drug addict who deserted her family. But you literally told the police that she wasn't even on drugs. Right. Like, what an asshole. Like he did it for their own good. He's literally a... want to punch him in the face. <laughs> no. Not the face baby. We're going to punch him straight in the gut <laughs> and in the throat. Or throat punch. <laughs> Uh, the entire time Brian thought he would be arrested so he would stop the interview a couple of times and ask just to talk to his family like his parents but ultimately he was let go or what right he looked I guess they didn't have enough evidence he lived with his parents and lived a normal life with the two girls that he took their mom away uh police obviously took his and his Monty's car and cell phone. They even took his parents' cell phones away just in, case, <laughs> just in case they were like talking back and forth, you know? Monty's poor family was in limbo. Not only did they not know where their daughter was, but they actually knew where their grandkids were, but didn't know how to contact them or spend time with them. Nova turned one during this time, and Monty's parents couldn't even wish her a happy birthday. That's so sad. They eventually got his parents' information and was allowed to talk to the kids kids but there was one rule they couldn't bring up Monty. Little did they know Monty's parents were putting every penny they could to get the six thousand dollars it took to hire an attorney to get those girls home and on August 12th it happened. Yes Jesus. Their lawyers marched down to the courthouse to get an emergency custody granted for those kids and it worked. Thank you Lord. Melanie and her husband went that day to pick up their kids and never looked back. Oh my gosh. Oh boy, I'm so glad that happened. This part's gonna be really hard and I'm, I'm gonna try not to cry because whenever I was typing up this, I cried like a little girl. <laughs> so the police went to the apartment and started fingerprinting everything. They go through every cabinet, every drawer at her home, and the drawer next to her bed, they found a positive pregnancy test. It turns out she confided in one of her friends saying she was pregnant. She asked her mom for photos of her insurance card, and she even made an appointment with her OB's office in April, but she never made it. So she was pregnant. She was what, pregnant. Third time. And maybe that's what made him fly off the handle, but we'll never know. Investigators took several things from the house, a knife and a leather sheath. 
a journal, letters, two bottles of bleach, which, like I said, parents with kids probably wouldn't have two bottles of bleach just sitting around. Mm -hmm. A mop and tiles from the kitchen floor. When they removed the tiles, they found a stain that looked like blood. When they ran, uh, ran tests on this stain, it actually came out to be Monty's blood. Mm -hmm. But the blood, it ran so so heavily that it seeped through all the cracks and stained the subfloors, which was sad. Um, her mom was allowed, to, this is the part that's hard, okay, wow. Her mom was allowed to enter the apartment after this, and her mom said this in a conversation with Heather, Ashley, the voice of Big Mad True Crime, um, who I got this story from. She said that it was a horrible experience. It was completely torn apart, and she understood why, but still, it was really hard to see. The pipes were torn out, kitchen tiles were torn out, etc, etc. Everything was literally everywhere and everything was covered in luminol. I broke down pretty bad that day as I said goodbye to my baby. I bent down and lifted the tarp, kissing the blood on the kitchen floor. That sounds pretty gross, but it's like... That's your baby. That, that's your baby. You gave birth to this right. person. And that's the only thing And you that's have the left. only thing you have left. You can't kiss her, so... Well, you had the, the grandkids, but still. Right. But that's physically being her. Yeah. Uh, Moni's father posted one night after a beautifully tragic moment happened. After tucking Kaylee into bed, last night after we tucked her in and said her prayers, we left and then heard her started crying. So Mel went in to check on her, and I listened outside the door. Mel asked her, what's wrong, honey? She said, I miss Mommy. She said, it's okay, I miss your mommy too, and that's okay. Kaylee asked, did you take care of mommy when she was a baby and little? Yes, I did, Bug. I tried my best to take care of her. The tears in all our eyes started to flow, and she asked, and you will take good care of me? Yes, oh, sorry. Yes, Gampy and I will take very good care of you and Nova. Gampy. Oh, that is so sweet. Uh, Monty was a staple in her kids' life, in her family's life. She was the glue that held everything together and a spark that burned out way too soon. She was loved and she is missed. Oh, that was hard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you tripped me out when we Bless it. <laughs> Gosh, bless it. <laughs> okay, so now let me get my composure. In October 2019, her case was bumped up from being a missing persons case to a homicide. Brian and his ex are being looked at as a person of interest. They are now just trying to figure out what happened to her and where her body is. Soon after this, they go to his ex-wife's house and check it. They find a photocopy of Monty's driver's license. They also find photos from a laptop that she claimed Brian gave her. And there's a plot twist here. His ex said that she will work with the police and she wears a wire when she talks to Brian sometimes. And one time she asked him if he was ever worried that the police would find Monty and he responds with a simple no. On another case, she asked him if they think that he, they would find anything and he said no because there's no evidence left. And then one last time, he asked her if he should run. Which, why would he need to run if he wasn't guilty? Exactly. According to ABC 11, a witness came forward and said that he had seen Brian take three big trash bags at 2 or 3 a.m. 
around the time she went missing. He just cussed her out, so why would he be cleaning her house? So that was not trash in the bag. And like Heather Ashley said, only murderers buy black trash bags. Which shit, I have black trash bags. <laughs> <laughs> well, need to go change those now. And this is really heartwarming because you hardly ever hear stories about positive things that police do, but the first Christmas without Monty, it comes in the police and detectives and everything in their town surprise the kids and parents with bringing toys to them and so making like it a real big celebration for them and they have been real big on her case and saying that they will get this done and taken care of so this is the best news ever if you follow this case so there was an update just recently like march six or something like that. Uh, Monty's mother called Heather and told her that he was finally arrested for first degree murder. You right. <laughs> and that was on March 6th. They said that he didn't age very well, which if you go to her Instagram and we'll try to post it on us, you can see like he looks worse for wear. Basically it was Asian in dog years. Right? I mean, if I had killed somebody and was trying to get away with it, I would age too, honestly. Um, she called the jail and they said that he hadn't been processed yet so it sounded like he was still being investigated her parents really just want to find her body so he does have some leverage but at least he's in jail unfortunately due to covid this might take a while so stay tuned and that is the story or the life of monica moynan and we basically want to do these stories not to glorify the people doing the horrendous acts but the innocent people that die way too soon or get hurt you know, they deserve to let people know something more than just their last month. So if you could take anything away, just know that this girl grew up way too soon and she did the best of it. She was a great mother, a great person. Everybody loved her. She was, like I said, a spark that went out way too soon and just keep praying for justice and hope that as soon as everything opens up again that he will get the justice that he deserves and Monty would actually get the justice that she deserves. Yeah, just keep praying for Monica's family and her two beautiful little girls. Right. You know, just please keep her in your prayers at night. Pray for justice. Pray for swift right. justice. Even though and the I think swiftest of justice is when he goes up to heaven right. and Goes to meet Bella Kiss and all the other people. <laughs> and giggling granny. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think if you look at Heather Ashley, she has a lot of stuff on this. I think her family actually has, I don't know if they still do, but they might. Um, just check it out. They had a GoFundMe for a while because if you remember, they took on two grandchildren, you know. They only had one car at the time. So they were really struggling with these growing pains. Happily, however, but still struggling so if you just check that out um pray for them or whatever you see fit uh we're gonna get out of here we hope you have a good week and we will see you next episode bye okay bye